Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness Podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. So hey there, welcome to episode 45 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I'm Erica, and as always, super thrilled to have you here with me. So this week, it's been a week. I don't know where you are in the world. I'm in Melbourne and on top of stage four, restrictions, which means no kind of leaving the house for any reason other than exercise, medical care and supermarket shopping, um, not being able to to exercise for more than an hour a day and having to stay basically within a five kilometre pocket of um, space. On top of that, we also had some power outages this week. We've had contaminated water, so we've been boiling our water. And it's just been a big week. It's just been one of those weeks where you know that you know, every you, you still have so much to be grateful for, and yet there are challenges, right? And we know that there are always people with more challenges and bigger things going on and, and so much grief, um, but it doesn't change the fact that, you know, these sorts of weeks can just feel heavy and they can feel hard. So to all my fellow Melburnians, uh, sending you lots of love. So today's episode is going to be a a pretty short one. Um, It's just me and I wanted to talk a little bit about this idea of acceptance. Now, acceptance is not something that I think we come to with a great amount of ease. Um, And I want to kind of preface all of this by saying that, you know, I think sometimes I can feel really frustrated when I think that there's all these secrets perhaps that I'm missing and that other people know how to do life in a better way. And, you know, I'm just sort of missing out on the grand secret. And so, you know, that all that to say that this is not me kind of suggesting that I have all the answers to life, because if I did, I'm sure that I would lay them out for you. Um, But again, as I've mentioned before, just me kind of talking about the ideas that are churning around in my head and the things that I've learned in my time teaching and, you know, being taught um, about this wonderful world of, of yoga and movement and mindfulness. So acceptance. I think sometimes when we talk about acceptance, we think about, you know, cowardness. We think about weakness. We think about complacency. We think about, you know, almost aligning ourselves with the thing that we have accepted. And I really don't think this is true. What I, what I, and and I want to give an example. So I want to give an example that would apply on the yoga mat, but we could also think of lots of examples that would apply off of it. So let's think about an example on the yoga mat. Let's say you go to, to bend forward and touch your toes. Okay, so it's not even really a particularly yogic example, but a movement example. We go bend forward to touch our toes and we can't do it. And maybe we've been able to do it before or maybe we thought we could or maybe we really want to be able to and we find that we can't. What do we do with that information? And 
you know, there's a few options. We could fight against it. We could, you know, wish it was different. We could really get mad about the fact that it's not our reality. We could, I don't know, push our way into it and make it happen anyway, probably with an injury, or we could accept it. Now, as I said at the start, acceptance does not mean weakness. It does not mean complacency. It does not mean cowardice. And it also doesn't mean aligning yourself with that thing that you are accepting. So in that example of like not being able to touch your toes, which I realize is a kind of fickle sort of not fickle, but like a, um, you know, it's not, it's just a simple example. It's not profound. Um, but in that example, it doesn't mean that you're sitting there and going, oh, well, that's it. You know, never touching my toes. And I accept that. And that's, that's it moving on. Acceptance, I think, actually puts an, puts us in a place that bolsters and magnifies our capacity to create change. So hear me out on this. When we are not in acceptance, let's rewind to that. What does that look like? Non-acceptance looks like us arguing with reality. So if I was standing in front of a puddle, let's just go with a different example for a second. If I'm standing in front of a puddle and I don't like the puddle and I get really caught up in arguing, there shouldn't be a puddle there. I don't want there to be a puddle. There shouldn't be a puddle if, you know, there wasn't a puddle yesterday. I don't want there to be a puddle. Why is there a puddle? I don't want to get wet. And we, you know, that's that's denial, I guess, of the reality that's in front of you. Acceptance doesn't say, oh, there's a puddle. Oh, well, which, you know, might be useful, particularly in the puddle example. But acceptance says there's a puddle. What do I do next? And it stops us from getting stuck in this idea of like fighting against reality and wishing reality was different. And it allows us to find ways to work with or around or beyond the thing that we have to accept. So in the example that we were working with prior about, you know, on the yoga mat, maybe not being able to touch your toes, does accepting the fact that you can't touch your toes today mean that you accept that that's where you're going to be forever? No, it means that you accept that that is the reality right now and you don't fight against it. You don't make reality a problem. You don't make reality wrong in your head, but instead you think, okay, well, where can I go from here? What options do I have? And I really think that we confuse acceptance with this complacency that, you know, none of us want to be aligned with. We don't want to be aligned with complacency. We don't want to look like we're complacent people. We don't want other people to believe that we don't care. And I come up against this a little bit, I think, um, where I think that my capacity to just be like, well, this is what it is, you know, it is what it is. And I'm not going to argue with reality can sometimes perhaps look like I'm washing my hands of a certain thing. And that's my stuff, right? Like that's my baggage of going, I want people to like me and I don't want to look like I'm, you know, whatever. Um, but the reality is I don't want to waste my energy fighting with the truth because the truth can't be fought with. But once we have accepted what is true, it gives us so much space to decide what we do next. So, you know, we've been talking about really kind of inconsequential examples here of not being able to touch the toes and 
standing in front of a puddle. But, you know, we could apply these same ideas to things that we do not like in the world. Um, you know, some of the things that come to mind immediately is, is racism. Um, things that create an imbalance, power imbalances, um, you know, any kind of gender or sexuality or religious-based um I can't think of the word, judgments or, um, you know, treating people differently. Any of those things, the same thing applies. When we fight with what is true, when we say it shouldn't be this way, we stay stuck in an argument with reality. Like we just stay stuck there because we can't argue with reality. Reality is what it is. Um, in the puddle example, you can't make the puddle disappear, but you can find a way to work with it or around it or, you know, have it have organized for it to be filled in. Right. Like there's ways to get around that. Same with the example of not being able to touch your toes. Okay, you can't touch your toes today. Is your goal to be able to do that for whatever reason? Yes. Okay. then how do we move on that path to get towards the goal? Is your goal to be an ally to um, minority groups? Is your goal to do X, Y, Z? Great. What is reality? And then how do we use that information to move us to where towards where we want to be? So I hope you can see how acceptance isn't about complacency. Acceptance is not about, you know, aligning yourself with whatever it is that you are trying to move away from or change from or or create change around. Instead, it's about not wasting your energy and time arguing against what is. It might not mean like, and, you know, there's a fine, there's like a difference here. So, you know, I'm saying don't argue with reality, but at the same time, you can desire reality to change. You just, it's, it's different working towards a, ch- a new reality, right? Like going from not being able to touch your toes to being able to touch your toes or the puddle to no puddle or um, systemic racism to non, they are different things. Like, right. So we, we want to create that change. We want reality to be different, but we recognize that arguing about whether reality right now is, you know, reality or not, is not productive. When we accept what reality is, then we know the next steps to take to move us towards the reality that we prefer. I hope that makes makes sense. I hope that 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 distinction is clear. And so, you know, whichever whichever lens you want to look at this through, whether it's a movement lens and, you know, that might be the one that I just end on or something else, recognizing that it always gives you more power. To, to, to be an acceptance of what is. So if you sit down on your mat today and you think, oh, I am so tight and I don't want to feel like this. Non-acceptance would look like blame. Non-acceptance would look like you beating yourself up for that. Non-acceptance would look like pure frustration over the fact that you feel that way. Acceptance, on the other hand, would look like you being kind, recognizing that, okay, this is not ideal. This is not how I wanted to feel today. But what can I do with this information now that I have it? How can I treat myself with kindness? How can I make decisions that move me towards the way that I do want to feel? And then doing them, right? So I hope that that makes sense. I hope that that gives you some food for thought. If you want to come and share with me, I'd love to hear from you. You can come over and find me at Erica Web Yoga on Instagram. 
And wherever you are in the world, Melbourne or otherwise, I hope that today is full of kindness and I will talk to you again really soon. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I hope you loved it. And if you did, maybe share it with a friend who would love it too. And I'd also be so grateful if you'd take the time to subscribe, rate and review the show. It makes such a difference to get that feedback. And if you're over on social media, why not come and find me? You'll find me at Erica Web Yoga on both Instagram and Facebook. And over on my website, you'll find access to some free resources, including free classes that will help you to move well, feel well, and most importantly, move with kindness. Over there, you'll also find more information about joining me inside the Mindful Movement Virtual Studio, which is my home of kind movement, yoga, Pilates, and somatics to help you move well, feel well, and all with kindness. Until next time, I hope you're having a great day. I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.